one important thing that I really want others to know is that because this world is so divided right now, but I truly believe that the person who has the ability to hold the most perspectives and not just hold the most perspectives, but appreciate those perspectives that challenge all sides of the equation, that is a person who is most powerful. Strangely, it's just that ability to empathize with every single perspective. And that is truly empowering, I think, for women, right? And for for men, for my girl and my boy. Welcome to Working Women Mentor, a podcast that empowers everyday women like you, like me, to share and learn from life's mentor moments. I am your host, Rainey Alfers, and in each episode, you will meet inspiring women that understand the power of recognizing mentor moments and how those moments can change it all. These fabulous women are here and ready to share it all with you. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, today's guest, you get to meet Sarah Zubiate. Sarah is the founder and CEO of Zuby Farms. Zuby Farms is a place where Sarah's dream of starting a woman-owned and minority-owned business focused on her passion for positivity, healthy lifestyle, and delicious, nutritious, plant-based foods became real. The farm and facility are a zero-waste, certified organic, and always free from the top eight allergens. She's a firm believer in family first, and with being a wife and a mother and a friend, and a stepmother, and a mentor, and I must add, the best salsa maker (laughs) and dairy-free queso that you'll ever eat. Uh, I just can't stop eating it, so I hope you'll enjoy it whenever you do try it. Uh, We will hear about her interest on being a mentor to our youth. It's something she's so passionate about, and how we can really look within our families and our heritage to connect our past into our present and the dynamic family and growing business. We're going to get a glimpse behind the scenes and what that's like. And Sarah has so many mentor moments to share with us. So let's dive in. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining today on our Working Women Mentor podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, and your life has just changed so much. The business has changed so much since the last time we met. And uh, I know that you have a lot, (laughs) a lot to share today. So Sarah, how important is heritage in your business and how do you blend it in there with both your marketing and, and maybe even your family name and really where you've come from? That's, that's a complicated question, but simple, but complicated. So simple in that heritage is, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's who we all are, but oh my God, it is so important to me. And I come from very humble beginnings. So I was uh, given up for adoption at birth because my birth mother couldn't afford to keep me. So she then went back to Mexico and raised my other siblings. I was um, adopted and raised as an only child. You know, my, my house in El Paso was just so much better than what I would have had, but you know, it still had bars on its windows still. in. I mean, I think the combined household income is like 30 something thousand dollars for the neighborhood that I was raised in. So it's very humble. And so it affects everything that I do, just my roots, but the experience 
I could cry. Um, the experience of that home and my home and my life is it was surrounded with love and support and good food. <laughs> so that is really what made me want to start this. Just it was bringing that to as many households as I could. You know, I still, I truly can't be in every household talking to them about what they're experiencing or who I am or why it's important to me. But God, I, I hope that there's other beautiful memories made around the food just like I had. And I didn't have a lot, but I had more than enough to be happy and find success in my life. And when I met my biological family, I mean, talk about a tough upbringing, dear God. Um, they're fighters, they're go-getters, they're um, brilliant. They're, you know, and they all became citizens in their, in their teens. So it was uh, just really interesting because that blend of, uh, but you know, the biological versus the nature versus uh, nurture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The nature versus nurture. It, it was so different, but the intertwined story and result of that, I mean, it's directly tied to my heritage, my whole story. And there's not one day that goes by where I don't think to myself, how in the world do I have what I have? I have no idea. So it, yeah. Oh yeah. My kids know. I mean, they, work for chore, you know, for they do chores for money and allowance and investing. I mean, so it's very important to me to just continue that theme of gratitude and appreciation for, for, you know, at least any life that I can touch. Hmm. Well, I think you bringing what you bring that you've extracted it from your childhood and your upbringing and you're bringing it now to tables everywhere is so fantastic. How has your view on mentorship changed over the years? It's interesting because we, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. It's just mentorship is so difficult because people's lives once used to be so private and protected for such a large period of their lives. And with the lack of that privacy at this point, um, you need to start mentoring these people when they're young. Mm. I mean, so for me, I'm working a lot with some local high school uh, kids. I mean, they're still kids to me. Um, I know everyone's a kid now too. <laughs> oh my God. Right. And just, I mean, my own children just saying, listen to me, it starts now. Everything that you're doing is not just being monitored, but your brand is being created now. So your thoughtfulness, your mindfulness, unfortunately is not going to necessarily always equate with your frontal lobe development, right? It's, so you have to really, I think, draw and it's extrapolate that type of, uh, that projection, right? Say, if you do this now, this is what will happen in the future or what can potentially happen in the future. If you start this now, this, I mean, people need to be so much more aware, creative, and not guarded, but Filtered? Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. yeah, that people have to filter mm -hmm. for sure. So for me, I'm like that, that personal aspect of people's lives is that's the earlier I start mentoring, the sooner I say that. And, you know, always reminding people, Hey, your, um, your credit score, that's your financial bloodline. 
like that you got to start building that at a young age and same thing with your company and whatever that might be i don't care if you're in medical school to go be a surgeon you're still going to have to run a company at some point so let's start having this conversation now let's start talking about how your image is going to be defined now you are your brand you are your, and it's so crazy to think of your your life is a brand but it's that is the new the new norm it's it's totally different. It is. And, and also it teaches them what you're saying to them is also, it seems as if it's a form of filtered discipline, I guess is how I would, would think of that. Right. It's almost be having enough discipline to focus on these areas and Mm -hmm. everything else filter out. And also if you're not starting that business one day, but you still have developed this personality, this brand now you actually know who to surround yourself with, right? Now we're sort of back to that category. That it's it's brilliant. Yeah, it's I'm sitting here just shaking my head because I think about people who are in socioeconomic circumstances like us in this area and then you walk right over to South Dallas, those kids are plopped on their electronics a second that they're home. And so for me, there's so many different charities and uh, youth programs that I'm just passionate about because if it's the YMCA who you know who's who's receiving a lot of these kids on their off hours I'm like you need to start talking to the the kids when they're there about this new perspective I don't care if they're there for the, uh, their soccer you know just practicing soccer mm-hmm. and if they're there on scholarship whatever it might be have these conversations now because I mean that it's just it's how it's always been, right? The the lower the socioeconomic um, environment, the more difficult it is to find the those positive uh, influences, right? Yeah. And so to put that kind of message out, that's when I just uh, feel like I'm never doing enough. But mm-hmm. I guess we can always just you know we can just do our best. You can, and you know it's it's who you make an impact on and how that transfers to their life, and and yeah. you know you're you're starting at a young age. I think that's really great advice. Well, Sarah, I know you've learned this from someone. Tell us about your mom, Gloria. <laughs> I will. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear about Gloria and how. I mean, not only just her, but how she was also an inspiration for your company and your life and how you lead it. My mom. And remember, you know, she is not my biological mom. Mm-hmm. My biological mother uh, made the sacrifice to give me up for adoption because she couldn't afford me. So, you know, she was working, I don't know how many jobs for my older two siblings. And so I was raised by my parents, George and Gloria Subiate, and they wanted a child more than anything in the world. So my mother, Gloria Subiate, who raised me, is so not like me. <laughs> she is, or I'm not like her in many ways. She is peaceful. Uh, <laughs> really. She is peaceful. She's a much more quiet person. She's introspective and she's um, reflective. And so for me, in being this kind of hellion when I was growing up, this wildly opinionated force, I have really harnessed that, that, that type of influence, Mm. that type of constant preaching to me. Um, it's not fallen on deaf ears. So it's finding that peace, especially in today's world. I mean, I know I keep saying that, but 
my God, all of the influx of, of again, divisiveness and craziness and, you know, be busy, be this, be that. And no, we have to reflect. We have to be quiet. We have to meditate. We have to pray. Um, find that downtime. So I fight for that in my schedule. I will schedule that in um, because that's really what, what I've learned from her. It's how to slow down and be more calm. I mean, she'd always post these prayers on the back of the, or on the, when you shut the bathroom door, right on, right on the back of the door. And what's funny, I have that in our, in our doors. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. You know, my husband has to sit there and read this, but you know, he, he doesn't mind. And I think he, he appreciates it because those small, slow down, breathe moments are what I fight for. And thankfully I had a woman in my life who resembled or, or lived that. She just didn't preach it. She lived it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I fall short because my kids know that the, the, the root of their mother is not that peaceful person, but I tell them I'm constantly fighting for it. Do you see, do you see mama going to pray over here? <laughs> and, you know, because I try and remind them, even though it's not my personality, I make it happen, but it's so hard. Oh, it's, it's so a- hard. Well, and I know your personality style, it's even harder. And the, but the, yeah. you said you're fighting for that time. And, and also it's sometimes even about presence. You, Gloria sounds, your mom sounds like she was very present with you very. and with the family around very. her. And that, that is a beautiful way to live. It is. And she, you know, she was a teacher teacher of all elementary for 38 years at the same school. So as far as her risk tolerance, it's very low. She's a creature of habit. Where me, I'm I'm not. My risk tolerance is very high. And yeah, but having that constant exposure, again, if someone has my type of personality, find someone in your life who brings forth that peace. That's calm. Um, yeah, my best friend. She she brings forth that calm. She's just an angel, and yeah, is certainly that that more calm person. But <laughs> it's finding that because it's it's not easy to mm-hmm. to fill your life with someone who who tends to be really different from you. But my mom is is very different. Yeah, hmm. she sounds wonderful. She absolutely she's amazing. Wonderful. Oh my god, she's amazing. <laughs> big influence on your life. Yes. Tell everybody about Zubies and I mean, Zuby Farm. Tell us about what your business is is, and uh, it's so diverse. Well, goodness. Hasn't it changed? I mean, it really has been. (laughs) My salsa out of the- I'm pretty sure you hand delivered it to me. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I dropped it off to a bunch of my mom friends or, you know, dad friends, whatever, and started selling at the farmer's market. And then um, I had to return to just a, you know, a regular job just for income at that point in my life. And then I finally sold it into retail, which kind of changed the game. It was so Zubies, it's a top eight allergen free plant-based, uh, company with just three products right now, uh, more to come later this year, but it, it was essentially founded as you know, not only to pay homage to my 
mm-hmm. Latin family from El Paso in Mexico, but just to ensure that people have healthier, have healthier alternatives to swap out from traditional Latin staples. I developed all these recipes and the queso is the first ever to be based off of mini sweet peppers oh. as it's bait. Okay. So that's expensive whenever a lot of people aren't making products or things from that material or that ingredient. So I started to grow a lot of these mini sweet peppers out on this farm that I started. So then eventually I said, okay, well, if my products and my facility is certified organic, I have to get the farm certified organic. (laughs) And so that was just insane. But again, I have a fantastic team, uh, Cody, Heidi. I mean, they're just, they were able to really help fill in the gaps that that I had and that I still have, but in learning it, it just, I don't know. It's, it's just been a huge blessing. And so again, all of those call outs, all of those points of differentiation on the, I guess on the label for the company that really helped to separate, um, what we're doing and we're zero waste, meaning any of the excess produce that we have in the facility or on the farm, we either donate it or we use it in our composting cycles. So on the farm, it's regenerative farming. So I won't go into all that that is, but it's it's zero waste. So nothing ever, nothing is ever wasted. It's it's put to some to some better use. Um, so you talk about zero waste, and and everything I'm hearing, it sounds as if you've found like, hey, I need to create this. What do I need to create it now? What do I need to create that? And then what do I need to create that? It's, it's that, that, that chain of events that seem to lead you into all these directions. Is, is, is that, is that a fair assessment? Yes. Yeah, it is. You're, you're curious and determined, aren't you? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. yes. And you know, it's not always easy to live with someone like me, unfortunately, Aww. but I, you know, my, my husband's very understanding of, of those qualities that I certainly have, but yes. Well, that's important. I'm looking at Sarah, a picture of you hanging off of a shelf at central market right now, just so you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, aisle five, six, I don't know what aisle it was on, but I rounded the corner and there you were. So speaking of marketing, you mentioned, Aww. you know, I'm tying in your, you know, you said it's difficult to get that retail space, that shelf space, right? right? And so how do you Mm -hmm. do that? And then we talk about your heritage and then there you are with a beautiful picture of yourself and, you you know, talking about your products and that you're originally from, you know, El Paso and Juarez and, you know, wanting to bring that healthy life to everyone else. And Mm -hmm. I think, this, uh, you, you, you stand out in a crowd most certainly on a shelf full of salsa, my dear. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And hopefully, you know, the flavor, uh, continues to just add that, that setting apart, right. That freshness in the jar. It's just unbelievable. Well, and, and that being said, you know, what advice would you give to someone right now starting a food product business? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much, but, um, because there's that, that there's that foundation, right? I mean, there's the, you know, from the idea of maybe a a sauce or something they may have from their family to where do they want to take it? I imagine. Right. And you've had so much experience and you've learned probably a lot the hard way. 
<laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. yeah. What would you tell and, these? Um, uh, gain control of the costs, right? Because any type of projection that you make is going to be based on having enough marketing dollars. So just being on the shelf isn't enough because you won't remain on that shelf if you're not selling. And so you have to put marketing dollars behind whatever brand that is. So it's not just the ingredients and the packaging, it's moving it into people's hands. So the creativity is something that I encourage people to just maintain constant exposure to, whether that's doing, you know, learning on podcasts, reading books, talking to people who are with are part of industries that fulfill that gap. And I know everyone says that, oh, you know, manage to your, uh, your strengths and weaknesses, blah, blah, blah. But my gosh, everything that you have to do today, I am not a social media person. I am trying to be, but I am not. So I know that I have to surround myself with people who are great at that. That's so I've right. just hired you know, an agency to help run the Facebook ads, the Google ads. The, I mean, all of this sophisticated algorithm world um, makes marketing so different and allocating clearly the more money you place into that, the more return on that investment. So it's hitting on so many different fronts because people have such a short attention span. So controlling the costs, one, for the ingredients and making sure that you have accurate revenue or cash flow to be able to help grow at a rate where you won't go out of business. I mean, it, run the numbers constantly, being on top of those numbers, because it's it's a tough industry. I, I imagine. And usually that's the one area where people uh, have find difficulty. You know, yeah. that's, that's sometimes an area of the, where, not where the strength is. And so um, it's a it's a really important for, <laughs> to start that way. And so totally. you know where your projections are and where you're going. Um, you yes. know, and, and you probably had a smaller start at this when you first, you know, began making the sauces and distributing them. And I imagine your cost and your marketing budget has evolved over the years as well. And you're, are you still holding those same principles? Oh God, yes, absolutely. I mean, I've had to turn down, it was in 2018, I had to say no to Walmart because the price that they were wanting, you know, and lots of people said, are you sure you're not going to take Walmart? And I said, uh-uh, they'll put me out of business because they expect a free fill, meaning they expect free product whenever you're on their shelf. You also need to, whenever you're first launching, then you have to make sure that you're giving enough for marketing and promotions. And I mean, your margins, because they, their margins are slim, just like Costco. These companies are tough. And so choosing those right partners at the onset are really important for making sure that your cash flow is sufficient enough to cover all those expenses. So yes. And I, I'm just so grateful for my network. Every single retail that I've ever been in in my life has been from my own network. And and I didn't come from the food industry. So for me, it's just constant, again, just filling your life with people who can help you uh, fill in those knowledge gaps. And eventually you'll expand that network if you're out there talking to enough people, meeting enough people and 
putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. even when it's uncomfortable. Even yeah. when it's uncomfortable, make sure you have yep. that part. <laughs> that's great yes. advice, Sarah. Yes. Um, yes. How, and, and that's really, I mean, that's great advice for anyone coming into this industry and really any business, don't you think? And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And also, you know, that has probably evolved over time for you. And so when you think about that and also mentorship, I'm curious, Sarah, what is one lesson, just one single lesson from owning your own company? What has that taught you that everyone else should know? From owning my own company. Oh my gosh. You know, there's so much fantastic advice on there uh, out in the world. I don't think I can reinvent the wheel um, by coming up with something creative, but if someone is going to start their own company or venture into that life, I mean, there are going to be periods where you are going with little, very little, little sleep. It's not glamorous. And I know, again, this is all advice that's been given, but be ready to just sacrifice. You know, you're, you're not going to have lots of social events for a long period. I mean, everything's going to be strapped and God, it's hard. I mean, it, it's, hard. And just like parenting and knowing that it won't ever be perfect. And that exactly what I preach to my kids, you know, fail. That's the first attempt in learning. So embrace the failures as your, as your win, as your, as what's going to propel you forward, Mm -hmm. right? Just use that failure as your rocket. But yeah, it's just you have to go in with that mindset of all right, you got to have that grit. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, find yourself a support group who will help with that. Right. I and mean, remind you that yeah, now's yes. the time to invoke grit. Yes. <laughs> yes, listen to the people that will help you dig deep and plow forward. I mean, again, the fact that it's all so readily available, podcasts, what you're doing, you know, finding speakers who who help ignite that. And you know, even if it's carrying you like a week or two weeks, find that energy because what you put into your brain is exactly what you're going to get out. So again, if you know that that's hard for you and you get depressed and go into a hole and find someone who helps, helps that upbeat, upbeat, uh, lifestyle come out of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of going in a hole, by the way, what are your <laughs> what do your critics say about you, and how do you handle that? Have you had any critics against your company or your vision or anything in you know within that organization or even your life? What, what, how do you handle critics? Hmm. Um, that's very interesting. It's a great question because it requires some vulnerability on my part, you know, entrusting you with this information. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, I have never really experienced much criticism by way of my company until I uh, married my husband. So he is someone who is uh, oftentimes controversial um, on the national level and on kind of even the the municipal level. Um, and sadly, it, it yeah, it, it's now starting to bleed over to me where, you know, I think, and I, I tell people, I don't care what you may think about my husband. One, I would not be married to the man if he was not the most generous person I've ever met in my life in terms of helping the forgotten people. Hmm. That is something that, that I live by. But 
him being cast in a certain light, that is sometimes, it makes me sad because I think, well, okay, that's him. That's your, that's your perspective about, you know, who my husband is and you're entitled to that opinion, but you need to know me first before making and passing any judgment. You need to learn about my life, my background, my upbringing, because he and I don't always agree. And he appreciates my, you know, my strong personality and strong viewpoints in which I love because that shows how much he appreciates true diversity. And other people's Um, opinions, right? As As opposed to what he's being judged for. That's right. That's right. And so that is where I've received most criticism and people saying, well, Sarah, what, how, how can, how can you be married to this? Well, tell them, well, cause you're not getting the full picture and you need to remember who I am, Sarah, Great Sarah, remember who I am. And whenever you remember who I am, then you'll, I think just love me for who I am. That's it. You know, I'm, I am not my husband mm-hmm. and always remembering that theme. So it's, I appreciate it. I actually appreciate the criticism because it it really helps me sink my feet into my roots, my heritage. I know that's crazy, but it's that constant reminder of, uh, 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 this is my story and you can't take it away from me. I don't care um, who I'm married to. I am very much my own financially independent person. The money that comes in from what I pay myself is what goes out to my expenses. So that's it. And it's crazy to, you know, for people to understand that. Even my assistant, she's like, you, you still, you color your own hair. You, you dye your own roots. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yes, I do. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just those funny things, but that's where I will probably forever on out receive the most criticism in my life, which is fine. Well, and what I love about that is, like you said, you go back to your roots, but you know what you stand for. And whenever totally. you're being criticized, it, it yeah, there's always going to be a troll out there, right? There's always sure. going to be somebody with another opinion. Totally fine. Uh, when you're attacked personally, it gets even harder. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but knowing who you are and what you stand for, knowing who your husband is, who you married... And how you know him is really all you are required to know, right? I mean, beyond that, it's someone else's opinion. That's right. You know, the the one important thing that I really want others to know is that because this world is so divided right now, but I truly believe that the person who has the ability to hold the most perspectives and not just hold the most perspectives, but appreciate those perspectives that challenge all sides of the equation. That is a person who is most powerful, Hmm. strangely. It's just that ability to empathize with every single perspective. And that is truly empowering, I think, for women, right? And for, for men, for my girl and my boy, just... Don't ever lose sight of your empathy. I mean, (laughs) no, it's, it's so important. So these people who attack my husband, I'm like, well, this is where they're coming from. This is what they're being exposed to. This is the story that they're learning, but then this is how their mind is shaped. And I can't, I can't hate on them for that. So it's that, yeah, that empathy. 
that ability to appreciate that perspective of, of everyone is it's tough today, but it's essential to success. It is. It's essential even in, in success in all areas right That's now right. With, with this Everywhere. diversive world we're living in um, or divisive world we are living yeah. in rather. Yeah. Well, you hinted at this earlier in our conversation. So I have to ask for, on behalf of all the fans of Zubies, <laughs> what are they asking you for? Uh, do you have something planned? What's the next product line? What is rolling out in the next, you know, little bit of time? Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. So I have people all the time saying, well, what about this? What about this? And I remind everyone, okay, remember any sauce or any dip or whatever that I might launch is going to compete against my existing products on that same shelf or on that same, in the same refrigerator. That's true. So anything that I launch in the future will be something to complement that. So there's these bean crisps that, you know, for an airline in, in particular, in looking at my queso, oh my God, and I have an upgraded, elevated version of my queso that has some quinoa. So it's a little Ooh. thicker. It's fantastic. But some bean crisps to be able to dunk into that and to be able to sell in um, hotel stores, the little convenience stores and hotels. People want that package convenience in 7-Eleven and all these places. So that's going to be my immediate uh, launch this year. Sarah, is just that's so exciting. Congratulations yes. on that. I mean, it's brilliant because it's Thank healthy you. and it's easy and there is nothing like that. I mean, in, in, in 7-Eleven, I'm thinking of, yes, I don't know what's in there. Just cheese, just a, maybe a little bit of uh, uh, broken pita chips and um, a small <laughs> pull off of hummus, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just yes. you know, running back. You know, the, the interesting thing, it's not because there's people out there who haven't done this. I mean, Benito's, they make fantastic chips. I like this. Yeah. Part. By the time that that product or their creation gets to me, it's a month or two months into their shelf life. So I only have four months left of that product uh, to be used by me. So for me, that sets an expiration for my end product. But because I have everything in house, it's something that I'm able to create. My recipe is different. You know, it is a little cleaner, but... um. Yeah. So it's, it's also a business decision on, on my part for, and it's not, like I said, it's not because there's not fantastic options out there. I mean, I live off social chips, so it's because it's necessary for my company, for my next launch into an airline, into these hotels. It's, it's specifically for my brand Zubies to be able to flourish. Mm -hmm. And then aside from that, um, there's a three layer dip. But then again, that three-layer dip, Competes. just because I make these different, you know, the bean, the tahini, and then like the queso on top, you need the, I need the equipment. So that's a huge capital expenditure investment. Um, the equipment's expensive to be able to make that um, in, a, in a manner which doesn't send my uh, employment, the labor costs skyrocketing. So that end sale price has to reflect quick, safe manufacturing. So again, I can't launch that until I have enough money to invest in that capital, invest in that equipment. So all of these things that, you know, that I will be launching are coming at a point in which my, my company um, can handle it 
in a responsible manner. So yeah, again, it's, it's all driven by the numbers for me. <laughs> well, and infrastructure. Yeah. It's so many things. Are you looking forward one day in the future to Zuby's selling to a, I see, you know, a Frito-Lay or uh, selling out? You know, I'll never say never. Mm-hmm. I love what I'm doing. I mean, I love it. The constant creation. Every day is a new problem. I love problem solving. So, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. because I'm lo- I'm just in love with it. Sure. But because I'll just go start the next thing. But if not, I'll keep launching new things. I love every part of a business cycle. I really do. So mm-hmm. sure. But and- I'm not not one way or the another or another. No. Yeah. What, what I also think about you as well is that with these pro- new, new product launches, I'm imagining, you know, your farm doubling in size. It's not oh, just yeah. even for you, the equipment, right? I mean, you seem to source many of your own ingredients even and direct them. Really? And yep. uh, there's so much to each bite of what you consume from your company. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And before, so this farm that I have is on our family property and it's only in my family because my husband has had it in his family for a long time. So I was looking at property in South Dallas before, well, you know, not South, but yeah, I guess South, Southeast, um, before I ever even thought, all right, this is something that I need to do on our property because finding people to work in Athens is a lot more difficult to find people to work in South Dallas. But once my co-packer went under, I thought, okay, well, um, I'm not going to go. I don't really have the ability to buy an expensive plot of land here in South Dallas. So in literally pitching my husband on this saying, okay, uh, this is what I'm able to afford. Can you work with me on this? Um, is this something that that you're even willing to do? And you know, his, I mean, any cent he helps with in this company, it comes out of my ownership. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are business whenever it comes to any expansion for me. So, you know, despite what people may think, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm a woman-owned company. I am majority owner and I'm going to continue being that. And if my husband were to just go and invest like crazy, that's why I have six um, investors at this point. So it's not just me, not just him. Um, and what yeah. a, what a better partner to have than your husband. I mean, it's, Oh yeah, he's yeah, tough. Yeah. He is tough and I'm tough and it's caused some you know, some exciting conversations between us because we both have strong personalities, but it's also helped us grow and it's 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 fantastic. Yep. Life is good for you. From uh from plant to plate or farm to table as you you guys yes, would say, right? It is. Yes. <laughs> Well, Sarah, thank you for joining us today. You, uh, you know, you give back to your community. You, you mentor women, you mentor students. I think that, um, what you shared today is so powerful. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've loved to do it. And I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope you'll walk away feeling inspired and are thinking of how a mentor moment can help you or someone you know. 
In case you haven't hit the follow button to subscribe to this show, please do so. And if you love the episode, I'd really appreciate a review. You see, this review helps Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to us on know that other women just like you want to learn about the show and it'll help us spread the word. Let's connect on Instagram at Working Women Mentor or at Rainy Alfers. You can find all episodes online at rainyalfers.com forward slash podcast and the ability to send an audiogram of your favorite mentor moments. And we respond to everyone. I truly can't wait to hear from you. Check back weekly for new episodes and cheers until the next episode.